got way more to talk about this morning than we could possibly tackle. So if you've got a Bible, go ahead and turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1, as we continue to contemplate what it looks like to see restoration in the church, uh, to see the church alive and flourishing as God intends, bringing shockwaves of renewal and revival to the dying culture around us. Uh, One of the keys to this vibrancy and restoration will be discovering or rediscovering uh, life in the Spirit. So we'll be picking up today in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. Paul writes this. He says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed, or some translations say ignorant. You know that when you were pagans before following Jesus, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. In other words, Paul's laying the groundwork. The Holy Spirit is essential to life with God. You can't even recognize or say that Jesus is Lord without him. Uh, Then he continues, verse 4. He says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working or manifestations, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for um, coming in the form of uh, an ancient Near Eastern man and dying for us on the cross. Uh, We believe that our sin, our failure, our shortcomings, uh, our apathy, Lord, all of it was there uh, nailed to the cross with you that our old selves have been put to death, that we are new creations in you, Lord, and that we receive uh, our new creation-ness, we receive our new status in the family. And as we'll talk about this morning, we even receive uh, these roles, gifts, manifestations from you, all of it by grace. Thank you, Jesus, that it's not about what we've done or failed to do. It's not about how we've done this week or even this morning, but it's about you coming in in your own sovereign will and saying, I I bestow this upon you. I give you my very self, not because of who you are, but because of who I am. It's on that basis and in your name that we receive from you this morning. Come, Lord, and have your way. If there's any misconceptions in our minds, if there's any fear or uncertainty or maybe lies that we're carrying, I pray that those would fall away now as we uh, open ourselves up to your presence, as we find ourselves grounded in the reality of your peace. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Several months ago, I was at a prayer meeting with just a few other people, and we were waiting on the Lord, just sort of enjoying life in the Spirit together. We were doing a time of extended listening prayer 
when one of the guys there got a vision or a prophetic word. And it was a picture of a flamingo. That's right, a flamingo. And as he um, meditated on that image, the Lord drew his attention to the fact that um, many people, uh, him, this young man included, see a flamingo as a zoo animal. Uh, it's just something to be looked at. In fact, many people, including this young man, didn't even realize that flamingos could fly. Just thought, oh, that's, that's a zoo animal. Uh, it's, it's for looking at. Um, and, and as he was sort of meditating on that, uh, God drew his attention to the fact uh, that not only can flamingos fly, but they can actually soar at like 10,000 feet and make some of the longest migrations of any animal on earth. They are actually superb flyers. They are remarkable in the air. But as he was meditating on that, the Lord really drew his attention uh, to the difference, the stunning difference actually, between his perception and reality. What he thought a, a, a penguin, what he thought a flamingo was, no, they cannot fly actually. Uh, what he thought a flamingo was and what he thought it was for. Oh, it's just for observation. It just kind of trots around. It's just for looking at. And, and the reality, and as he was thinking about the difference between the two, uh, the Lord sort of whispered to him and said, essentially, this is my church. And the more I've sat with that and meditated on that image, the more profound it has become. We have a reduced church to something very tame, to a zoo animal. Uh, something that's nice to look at, but that's not what it was made for. It was meant to be a wild, untamed, a soaring in a sense at heights and distances that you would never imagine by looking at it. And so the question is, hey, how do we recapture that? Uh, how do we untame or unleash the dormant power that God has placed within the church? Uh, well, the answer again and again comes back to the presence and power of the Spirit. Paul says, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed or ignorant. Uh, hence, we want to talk this morning about the stuff that the Spirit is supposed to be doing inside the church, and in fact, inside you and me. Uh, now, in the passage that we read this morning, uh, Paul talks about three different types of things uh, that the Spirit does. We're very quick to kind of lump everything into this sort of amorphous gifts of the Spirit, sort of uh, things that the Spirit does. But Paul actually draws them out into three different categories. He labels them differently. This is how he describes it. He says, there are different kinds of gifts but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. And there are different kinds of working, or some translations would say manifestations, 
but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. And I would argue that if you're a follower of Jesus, you've made that decision to give your life to him, you have all three of these things. You have gifts that the Holy Spirit can pick up and animate for the good of the body. You have a service or a ministry or a role to play in God's church and in God's mission in the world. Uh, And the Holy Spirit can work or uh, manifest through you in different ways as you go. And so this morning, I want to talk through these three different categories. And as you do, uh, I want you to think about, uh, it's kind of weird to say I want you to think about yourself, but I want you to begin applying this to your own life and, and thinking about, hey, how am I wired? How am I gifted? What are the types of things that the Lord might want, want to do through me? You have gifts, you have roles, and you have manifestations. And we'll talk about each in turn at a slightly fast pace. So keep up with me as you can, uh, if you can. Uh, first off, we, you have gifts. Paul says there are different types of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. And gifts is a very broad category. Uh, you can ask yourself in a sense, how am I gifted? And you'll, you'll kind of get after what Paul is talking about. Uh, Romans 12 lists some examples. None of these lists are exhaustive, but this is some examples that might get us thinking along the lines of what gifting is. Romans 12 says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. That's an example of some of the gifts that Paul is talking about. But when you think about gifting, that first category, you can think to yourself, um, why has God made me? What is he wired into my being? What, what am I gifted at or passionate about? What, what is exciting and, and really wakes me up? Uh, some of you just naturally love to serve others. Like it, it just flows out of you. You just find joy in doing that. You're almost addicted to just, I just love serving other people. Some of you are naturally very good teachers of any subject. In, in almost any context. You're just, yeah, I, I know how to teach. It's just in my being. Uh, some of you are awesome encouragers and you just see things in people and you can call it out and build them up that way. Uh, some of you uh, love to build people up through what we would call prophetic words. It's just very natural. It's easy for you to just get before the Lord with a Bible and a journal and just wait and listen and pray and receive from him. Maybe just to lay hands on someone and pray for them and just to have those prophetic and encouraging things flow through you. Uh, Some of you are natural leaders. And there's a leadership call on your life. It's just just built in. You can't deny it. It's just there in your being. Some of you are joyful and generous givers. 
We're all called to be. We're all moving that direction, but for some of you, it's just natural. You just, man, I have a loose grip on the things of this world. I, it brings me joy just, just to give and to bless people and to see God's kingdom work advance in that way. It's not a struggle like it might be for me or for, for many of us, right? Like, oh, I, for some of you, it's just natural. Some of you are gifted at music or interior design or web design or building design or whatever it is that God has, has knit, built into you. Gifts are often something that we discover over time. They're there already, but we discover them as we go. And they exist whether we use them or not. So Lane's not here this morning, but Lane is a talented musician, for those of you who have heard him play. That's, true. that's, his, that's one of his gifts, and he carries that with him. Whether he plays or he doesn't play, if he never plays again, it's still there. He, he has this gift within him. It's as if it's in his DNA. Uh, Rich, who I think is upstairs with the kids right now, he, he has a leadership gift, right? Like he's, it's there, it's in him. Whether he uses it or not, whether he buries it or he leverages it, he has that gift that he can use. It's something that you carry with you. Uh, how do I know what I'm gifted at? Well, the best way to find out is for someone to tell you. Wow, you're really good at that. I think, I think you have a gift, and I think you're gifted in this area. Kellen, you code programs really well. Sarah, you are an awesome mom. It just, it just, it looks so natural for you. It just fits with who you are. Jamie, you are a fantastic interior designer. Hannah, you are one of the most encouraging people that I know. Jack, you are incredibly generous. Matthew, you are a good teacher of any subject. People see that in you and just say, hey, I just see this in you. Uh, we discover our gifts through time, experience, and community. We all have gifts, and Paul says we all have different gifts according to the grace given to us. Now, the thing about gifts that's maybe unique from some of the other categories is that because it's something that's almost innate or built into you, uh, you carry it with you, you can actually use your gifts for good or for evil. You can leverage your gift for the sake of the kingdom, or you can just use it for very uh, self-centered purposes. You get to decide. So there's this sense in which uh, God has given you those gifts or abilities, and then we come to him and we ask the Holy Spirit to pick up and animate uh, the gifts that we carry. God gave it to you to begin with, but then you decide, what do I do uh, with the gifts that I've been given? So this morning, you know, um, Coulter's gifts of, of serving and leading, or my uh, teaching gift, or Nick's uh, musical talent. He's gifted in that way. We're coming, we were praying before the gathering, in the sense we're coming before the Lord and saying, God, God, I have this gift. I want you to pick it up. 
I want you to pick it up. I want you to animate it. I want you to leverage this to use my gifts for the sake of your kingdom. Uh, I don't want to bury it. I, I, want, I want to risk. I want to make you known. I want to glorify you in Spokane and in the nations. And so when we think about gifting, we're saying it's something I have. I'm carrying it with me but I bring it into the presence of God and I say, Lord, I, I, I want to, to teach, to give, to, to serve, to encourage as if my life depended on it. I just want to leverage that, that gift that you've given me for the sake of the kingdom. Holy Spirit, would you, would you do something with this? Would you take this? Would you empower it, breathe life into the gifts that I carry? Uh, are you with me? So that's the first category that Paul's talking about is gifts. Uh, gifts are something that you carry with you that you often discover over time in community and through experience. You try some things and a really loving person will say, I don't think that's your gift. <laughs> Honestly, we need that in community. And we need someone, to, the reverse also to say, now that, when you do that, you come to life. Or that was just, man, God really uses you in this way. So those are your gifts. Uh, second on the list, you have a role, a service, a ministry within the body of Christ and God's mission in the world. Paul says there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Uh, and that word service that he uses in the passage we read this morning uh, can be translated ministry or calling or role within the body. And we get separate passages in Scripture that give us a glimpse at what some of these look like. So when it comes to a role service ministry, Ephesians 4 is, an, is a classic example. Uh, Paul writes, uh, so, Christ gave, so Christ himself rather uh, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of, here's this word again, service or ministry so that the body of Christ may be built up. And this is a really interesting passage because not only is it naming uh, five key gifts or roles within the body, uh, but it's also talking about what they do uh, in empowering everyone else in their roles, in their ministries. And so we want to see all five of these things that are listed. We need all five of those active in this body in order to be a vibrant, healthy, sort of New Testament, biblical church, in order to take hold of everything that God has for us. So we need apostolic leaders in the form of Steve Oliver and Ray Lowe. Uh, we need prophetic voices from inside and outside of the church. I think of uh, Janny and Bo and others in our body who are just prophetically gifted and, can, and regularly speak into the life of the church, giving vision and direction from God. I think of gifted evangelists. Well, I would consider gifted evangelists like, uh, like a Ben or a Kelly, people who just naturally can share their faith and connect with others and invite people in. I think of pastoral gifting. Uh, in the form of, of a Tracy or a Richard, people who just uh, have this natural ability to love, shepherd, guide others along the way. There are teachers uh, like myself and others. Uh, but notice that all of those roles and callings and ministries are to equip everyone else in, in your role, your calling, your ministry. 
So not only are we saying, hey, this is not a one-man ministry built around one person's calling and gifts, it's not even a a five-fold. Like those, those five that are mentioned are specifically said, you are to go and build up others and and ignite them, empower them to go out and do their role, their calling, their ministry. Uh, So so everyone in the room, every single one of you, has a role, use whatever word resonates most, most with you. You have a role, you have a calling, you have a ministry, you have something to do within uh, the body. And in the same, uh, Paul also writes about sort of this imagery of ears and eyes and a nose and a mouth and feet and a liver. And there's all these different parts, but everyone has their own role to play within the body. Does that make sense? Okay, so you have gifts which the Spirit can animate and use. We kind of have to bring those before God and say, Lord, would you use this for your glory? And you have a role to play within the body. A a nose, a mouth, an ear, an eye, a a liver, a leg, whatever it is. Um, And and oftentimes they'll match up. Not always, but oftentimes they will. At some point in my life, uh, someone pulled me aside and said, you have a teaching gift. You, you were made for this. Like, this is what you were made to do. And I had to take that seriously and say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own that and I'm going to grow in that. And so I, if you think about the first category of gifts, I might say, okay, someone has identified through encouragement a teaching gift in me. But now as you move to the second category, well, the role, one of the roles I play in the body here is as a teacher. It, it, it's the same, I, I have a gift, I've identified that, and that matches with the role that I'm called to play. Uh, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. So we might say, oh, Kelly, you're uh, really gifted in generosity. Like, that's just one of your gifts, you're a generous person. But you're called to sort of pastor and, and shepherd and, and play almost a pastoral role uh, within the body. Uh, Sarah, who I think is upstairs with the kids, you might say, oh, you're gifted in creativity. No matter where you are, what you do, you're gifted in that. Right now, she feels called to play a role within the body that's leading kids and maybe exercising some of that creativity, designing arts and crafts and, and everything that she's doing right now uh, with many of our kids. So you have a gift and then you have a role to play within the body. And those can kind of grow and shift over time, but for the most part, they're pretty steady. Like I could see a new gift in me that slowly begins to emerge, or I might slowly change what role I play in the body. But for the most part, those changes are slow and gradual, and and those things are pretty steady. For the last 10 years, my gifting and my roles have been pretty steady within the body. Uh, But finally, uh, we get to the third category, where Paul says, Quote, there are different kinds of working or manifestations, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. And this is where things get crazy. Okay, you have gifts, some of which you've been carrying since birth. Like they've always been there. You, you have a role to play in the body, an eye, an ear, a mouth, a nose, and that stays st- fairly steady over time. But then you have these workings, or some translations say activities, 
or effects, or my favorite translation is manifestations of the Spirit that happen in and through us. If you still have your Bibles open to the passage we were reading this morning, uh, I'm going to continue reading, just picking up in the next verse. In verse 7, Paul says this. He says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, or for the flourishing of the church. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. And we don't have time this morning to unpack all of these in detail. What are tongues? And and why is Paul so excited about them? Uh, How can I grow in, in encouraging and building people up through prophetic words? What does it mean to kind of receive that type of stuff from God and and speak it over another in a way that's effective. Uh, If someone were to speak in tongues from the front for the whole gathering, like what what is that, what do we do? Like what is interpretation? How does someone interpret that for the building up of the body? What if I pray for healing and they're not healed? what, what, what What do I do with that? There's an entire series worth of content in these verses that we just read. This stuff is is dynamite. But for our purposes this morning, I just want us to focus in on that last verse. It says, All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, meaning it's from God, it's biblical, it's God's heart for his church versus what we might invent on our own. It's from him, and he distributes to each one. That means all of us are capable of receiving this stuff, these manifestations, but it's just as he determines. So God's heart is to manifest himself Uh, to make his presence known, to meet with us in these various ways. So he distributes these manifestations to each one of us. It's not one person and one gift. It's every single one of you receiving from the Lord and operating in that and sharing out of that. It says, to each one, the manifestation of the Lord is given for the common good. That that means his desire is to manifest himself, to meet with you, to make himself known to you and others. And it's often through one of these avenues for the common good, for the building up of the body. But it's not a menu, right? Like we don't just get to look down the list and say, Lord, this morning I would like to choose off the menu speaking in tongues. And then, boom, you start speaking in tongues. 
Okay, anything else? Uh, yes, Lord, I would also like a word of knowledge for that girl over there. Boom. There you go. It, it doesn't quite work like that. Scripture says he distributes those things to us as he desires. So we seek him. Paul says very famously, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. That's our role. That's our job. It's, it's to hunger, to thirst, to seek, to knock, to desire eagerly. Lord, I'm hung, I want this. My heart is open. I am desiring this. That's our role. And then it's as if the Spirit kind of comes into the room and can see open and hungry hearts and then begins, has the space to be able to work and manifest himself in those different ways to come and distribute. So we seek, we ask, we can ask for specific manifestations of the Spirit, but don't be sad if you eagerly desire to speak in tongues and I speak in tongues and you don't. We have to wrestle through that. Why is that? That that person has been released in this new way of worshiping God and I want and it's not. We, we, we can't be upset if, if I uh, pray for Sarah because she's sick and she's not healed. And I kind of walk away thinking, huh, that was, what do I, I don't know. Sometimes, and, and, and then maybe Janice comes over and prays and she's healed. Like our, our job and the, and the messiness of it is to open up and say, God, I I'm eagerly desire these things, and then it's up to you to come and distribute them to us. It's not a menu. It's not a superpower. It's not like a gift that you carry around all the time. A manifestation is different than that. It's something, it's God, it's the Holy Spirit sort of stepping out of the shadows and making himself known tangibly present, felt among us. So it's our job to seek with hunger, to say, no, Lord, I'm actually open to this, and it's his job to distribute as we're seeking. Paul says it this way. He says, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? The unspoken answer is no. We don't. But all of these should be present in the body. And God wants to manifest himself through you one way or another. Even this morning. Now, honestly, uh, the reason we don't see much of this in the Western church is because we don't ask. James says, you do not have because you do not ask God. If you're not seeking, if you're not knocking, it's not going to happen. It is highly unlikely that you slip out of the gathering early 
because this whole talk made you really uncomfortable and you're walking briskly to your car and all of a sudden, boom, you start speaking in tongues. Probably not gonna happen. It is very unlikely that if you came in here sick today and you say, no, 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 I don't wanna, I'm not gonna ask, I'm not gonna ask for prayer over that. And, And you just go home and get in your car and start driving home, boom, you're healed as you're driving in your car. Probably not gonna happen. You, you, you don't have because you don't ask. You have to knock for the door to be open. You have to seek before you find that thing. Our job is to be open. Our job is to be hungry. So let's put this all together as we close. You have gifts. You have a role or roles to play and you can have manifestations of the Spirit as you seek after Him. But it's going to look different for each one. Hannah is gifted at serving and encouraging. That's going to affect the, the, the role that she plays. Let's say she's serving as a kids leader. It's one of the roles that she plays within the body. She's also playing a role as an encourager which is one of the most vital roles because it starts unlocking other people's roles and gifts. So she, she might say, I'm, I'm gifted at serving. I'm gifted at encouraging. I then have a role to play as a kid's leader and as an encourager. Anytime I, I gather in a living room and here on a Sunday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this role based on the gifts that he's given me. But then there's manifestations. And she can go back and read that list and God can manifest himself in any of those ways through Hannah at any time as she's seeking him and knocking and and asking. Maybe she's in the kids' class and and a kid is sick and asks for prayer and she lays hands on that kid and and he's healed. It's a manifestation of the Spirit. Maybe she's in here talking with one of you after the gathering or laying hands and praying on someone and there's a word of, of knowledge or a prophetic word that God gives. Hey, as we were praying, I just have this image I want to share with you. Hey, as we've been talking, I just have this sense and, and shares a, a prophetic word. It's a manifestation of the Spirit. Maybe, maybe we're worshiping at the end and something in her heart just wants to burst and she says, no, Lord, I... I don't even fully understand what tongues is, but I want to praise you in this, in this new way. I want to be released in the Spirit to do that. And, and she's released to praise God that way. She can look at that list of manifestations and say, any of this is possible for me. I only have so many gifts. I'm, I'm only going to play so many roles, at least effectively, within the body. But the Spirit can manifest Himself through any one of us at any time and through any of those ways. It's all possible for her. It's all possible for you. Any of those things are possible for you in Christ. All of those things are within reach for you because Jesus comes to us. 
This isn't something that we earn. It's not something we strive our way into. Jesus comes to us. He puts them within reach. It's his spirit who comes to operate inside of us. You have gifts. You have a role to play. And we seek him for manifestations of the spirit, which he distributes to each one. Let's pray. Jesus, we come to you now uh, all over the map, really, Lord. Uh, Some of us have heard some of these things before. Some of us have experienced some of these things before. Uh, Some of us may be very hungry to be part of of a body, of an atmosphere that looks like the one that we see when we open up the Bible we open scripture and see this uh, dynamic, powerful, spirit-filled church, some of us just say, oh, Lord, there's nothing holding me back. Like, I want that. No questions asked. And for some of us, Lord, we're, we're not there this morning. We say, oh, I see that in scripture, but, and then, and then we start filling other things in. And so as we come before you this morning, Lord, I pray that those Uh, who are hungry, would seek, would knock, would ask. Uh, And maybe, Lord, those of us who aren't hungry, who maybe are standoffish or um, confused or just saying, Lord, I don't don't know, um, I pray we would just bring all of that into your presence. This is about you, Jesus. It's about you. It's about your presence. It's about you manifesting yourself. It's about the church that you desire and intend. So we could design our own body. We could design our own way of doing church. But we want your way. We want your design. And so we come before you now, Lord. Uh, Some of us bringing our hunger. Some of us bringing our uncertainty uh, or our fear or our excuses or our, Lord, what on earth does this look like? You're going to have to show me. But I pray, Lord, that no matter where we're at, we would just bring what we've got. We would bring our whole selves into your presence, Lord, knowing that we're fully loved, that we're fully accepted, that we're free to try, that we're free to fail, that we can freely receive from you. And your love for us doesn't change. Your favor over our lives doesn't change. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the cross that frees us for the blood that cleanses us and for your spirit which which manifests itself in us. It's all about you, Jesus. This is all about making you known, felt, experienced in the world. Would you come now? Would you make yourself known in this place? Wake us up, Lord to our gifting. I pray that you would be speaking to us about who you've made us to be. That when you look into this room, you can just say, oh, Bailey, Evan, Leah, Coulter, I see you. I know how I've made you. I know what I've gifted you for. And I want you to know too. 
Would you wake us up to our gifts, Lord, um, which don't change very often, but which can often be dormant, unknown, neglected. You say, if I give you three coins or five coins or ten coins, I want you to get out. I want you to risk. I want you to use them. Whisper to us this morning, Lord, about who we are, how we're gifted. And in the same breath, we begin to see, oh, this is what I can do for the sake of the kingdom of God. This is what I can do when we gather on a Sunday or in the living room on a Wednesday night or out on the streets for the glory of God. This is who you've made me to be. And Lord, as we gather, the New Testament has this sense of faith and expectation around uh, the working of your spirit in each one. So as we're in a gathering, we say, come Holy Spirit, meet with us in our hunger and our desire. Work in each one. Distribute as you desire. May you find open hearts in this place. Come Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to take some time to seek the Lord together this morning uh, and worship. And as we do, there's going to be a prayer team over here on the side of the room. If you want prayer over anything specifically, it could be gifts, could be roles, could be manifestations, could be something else that you just can't get off your mind. <laughs> You're like, I can't seek God right now until I pray for this thing. Let's pray. We're going to be off to the side. And as Coulter mentioned at the beginning, he's acting as the host this morning. So if you have something stirring in your heart that should be shared for the building up of the body, uh, you can go to Coulter at any point and share those things with him. And uh, we're going to worship the Lord together.